friend, and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. I am your host, Erica Pizzo. Today I've got um, a very special guest on for Mother's Day, my own mom. Mom, thank you for being on today. Oh, it's a true blessing to join you today, Erica. Oh, and so um, I thought we could do a fun episode for Mother's Day. Um, and we had kind of been talking about different women in the Bible who were moms, and um, a story that was kind of special to both of us was the story of Ruth and Naomi. So, um, Mom, why is the name Ruth significant to you? Why don't you tell us that? Yeah, let's start there. Um, Well, my mom's name was Ruth, and my middle name is Ruth, and Erica's middle name is Ruth. So the name Ruth which I believe means friend, right, Eric? Yeah, yeah. And um, that has been handed down generation to generation through us via name. And so it's very special. But Mm -hmm. um, I think... And I was thinking about how, you know, how I always say, hey, friend, and you you always laugh at me for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just living up to my name. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But um, we were looking through, um, I, and I really like this book. It's called The Mothers and Daughters of the Bible Speak. Um, and it goes through a lot of different mothers and daughters throughout the Bible. It's by Shannon Bream. This book was given to me last year, and I just love um, how it goes through different mom figures. They're not all um, perfect, obviously. You know, God uses a lot of different kinds of people. <laughs> um But one of the chapters in here is on Ruth and Naomi, and um, I just love their story because it's very, it's a hard story. There's a lot of grief. Um, Do you want to tell us just quickly, like, if someone hasn't read this story before, what is the beginning part, um, the sad, you know, beginning? Sure. Um, Well, Naomi is the mother-in-law of Ruth, and... um... She had lost her husband, Naomi lost her husband, and then eventually Ruth lost her husband, which was the son of Naomi, and there was also another daughter-in-law involved there who also lost her son. So the mother, Naomi, lost both both of her sons and her husband, so she was uh, pretty much left um, to be a widow and was in a land not her own. Mm-hmm. Um she then was going to head back to her original homeland because she heard that the famine was over and everything was you know, coming back. And she told both daughter-in-laws to stay in their land because that was their homeland and that she would travel back alone and, and mm-hmm. find her way. And in a nutshell, uh, one daughter-in-law said, okay, I'll stay. And then Ruth, the other one, decided to go with Naomi and leave her own homeland behind. So... Yeah, and I was thinking about, um, you know, in the Bible, I think we think Job is kind of like the worst story, like none of us want to be Job and lose our whole family. Um, And really, Naomi doesn't get, like, held up as this figure, but she kind of lost her whole family, too. I mean, she's like a Job with the loss she's experienced in her life. Um, And in the book, it was interesting because I didn't know this, but... um, I remember her saying she's she's telling her daughter-in-laws go back to your homeland and she says for God has dealt very bitterly with me Um, and she kind of says that her name means bitter but originally Naomi's name meant sweet or pleasant 
So awesome. it's almost like a play on words. And I never knew that about her, but it's so interesting. God gave her that name for a reason. Exactly. Um, and it, you know, her story is not, even though she kind of sees it as God is being bitter towards her and has turned against her, God's actually using her like in the future line of Jesus because Ruth, right? When she's right. with Boaz, she um, is part of the line of Jesus. So I, I feel like that's kind of interesting to think about because sometimes we think God has kind of turned his back on us, you know? Uh -huh. And we, we view it as she gave herself that name of bitterness when really that wasn't God's name for her originally. Exactly. And I think one of the other things that stands out about this whole story is that um, Naomi was a solid woman of faith. I mean, every part of her life, whether it be grief or whether it be happiness or whether it be a, an adventure ahead of her or anything she always had God in the center of the whole situation of her story and mm -hmm. um, she was living her faith and I think as mothers that's one of the key things that that you need to think about as a mom or whatever kind of mom you are whether you're a, a biological mom an adoptive mom a mother-in-law you know or even just a friend mom which there's a lot of those out there um, mm -hmm. I think that leading that life of faith and leave you know, just living it and showing how do you live a life of faith amidst any type of circumstance. And yeah, there are times when you think, oh, God has turned his back on me. But, you know, talking it out and and, and praying through it with others and, and expressing your true feelings to God will, you know, kind of be a really great example of encouragement to the people around you that are just watching how you live and how you react to different circumstances. Yeah, I, I think that's um, something I was thinking about in the story because when Ruth decided to leave her homeland and, and travel with Naomi, um, she was essentially leaving um, false gods behind and idols um, and said, I'm going to follow the true God. Your God will be my God. Um, and I think that's really powerful to say what kind of impression Naomi made on Ruth for her to completely change her faith, which was really her culture too, uh -huh. um, to now follow the one true God. And I think like what you're saying, in order for people to follow Jesus, I think a lot of times first they fall in love with someone who is following Jesus and fall in love with their heart and they're not in love in the romantic sense, but just like they, they love who they are and they see that Jesus light inside them. And then it says, it causes them to say in their own heart, I want to follow this Jesus too. Exactly. Exactly. It provides the hope that many people need, you know? Yeah. And we need to remember as moms, and like you said, not necessarily just the traditional role of moms, but the biggest impression we make on people is how we follow Jesus. Exactly. And I know you made that impression on me growing up. And I remember one thing you always used to say to me was, have you talked to the Lord about it? And I, I, I'm, I still say that. Don't I, I love that. I love that because it's good. You're always bringing me back to, have you brought your faith into this? Have you, yeah. are you trying to do this on your own? Or are you talking to God and involving him in this? And I think that's powerful. Yeah, and, and again, raising kids, um, especially these days with all the distractions that go on, um, 
just trying to continually weave that into everything. You know, I mean, not not preaching constantly or anything like that, but just in the everyday, you know, that back and forth carpool to school, you know, and, oh, mom, I've got a test today. I'm so nervous. I'm so, well, let's, let's talk to the Lord about it, you know, and just kind of bringing it in, bringing faith into every aspect of life, you know. Because, um, mm-hmm. again, I think that's the key to keeping a strong faith through all the circumstances, ups, downs, the rough times, the happy times, is you've got to have the Lord as an integral part of every part of your life. So training your children to do that so that when they hit their bumps in the road, and they will, that they'll know, oh, you know, I, I need to talk to the Lord about this. I need to talk to the Lord about this. So, yeah, yeah I definitely agree that's And key. I remember you saying, um, for your mom, I remember you saying that you, you, both you and your sister have said this, that you remember the, the little devotional book that was on her bedside mm-hmm. table. Yeah, and, portals of prayer. <laughs> yeah, and that made an impression on you because you knew yeah. that she always came back to the Lord and was exactly. always reading that. Exactly. My mom was a very, um, more quiet with her faith, not so vocal, but we really knew that she had a deep, deep faith. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, again, that little portals of prayer that was on her nightstand, we knew that every night she read that, you know, and so that was critical to her. Also taking us to church, we were raised Lutheran, but she took us to church every Sunday faithfully. Mm -hmm. And you know, she, we knew that this was just a high, high priority in her life. So therefore, it became a priority in our lives, my sister and I as well. Yeah. And um, again, just that example, that living example. And then even if you go one more generation higher, my my grandmother, which was my mother's mother, that side, um, she passed away of breast cancer at the age of 42. So I never met her. Mm-hmm. I, you know, she was gone years before I came along. But in her years, 42 years, and she had six children before she passed, she actually took the time to crochet. Now, this is many, many years ago when women did different things in life, but (laughs) she she crocheted several beautiful spiritual things. Like, one is this huge Last Supper. Erica, I have that on my wall. Yeah, Last (laughs) frame and all. But, I mean, huge, you know, crocheted Last Supper. And... My sister has the Lord's Prayer. She did the Lord's Prayer in this huge crocheted thing. And we've got that, mm-hmm. again, behind glass and safe. But, but again, even though we never met her, mm-hmm. you see that faith to my grandmother, my mom's mom, was critical in her life. It, if she chose those things to crochet and spend that much of her time making something like that, yeah. and it was passed down. So even though I never spoke with her, mm-hmm. that message of faith, that that you know, evangelistic effort <laughs> to send that down in our generation was there. So yeah. very, very important. Absolutely. And I wonder if there was things like that with Naomi that um, were a part of her life. You know, I, I love watching The Chosen because it kind of shows a little bit of the Jewish culture and stuff. Yeah. Like, And I think that when they show them praying before meals or the little sayings they had or the verses that they had memorized, like that they would say throughout their day, I'm sure that Naomi was doing that in front of Ruth. And so right. those kind of things made an impression on her and she kind of realized, oh, this is a different family. Because remember, they didn't, they came to Moab um, from... Right. Yeah, so it was like they did things differently, I'm sure, than other families that were in Moab. Um, right. And Ruth saw something special in that. 
right. And to the point where she made that decision to make Naomi's God her God and, and follow her and her faith. And, you know, like, a, again, a, a great, great story of evangelism right there in the family. Yeah. And a lot of people think to be an evangelist, you need to be up in front of the, you know, large crowds and sharing the gospel in a different way. But, hey, it can be lived and it can be done just on a one-on-one situation in a family. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, God is just as proud of us when we do those little um, faithful things of bringing our kids to church or um, praying before meals or little things that we think are insignificant. There's another kid growing up without any of that in another house. Exactly. And another thing is when kids come overnight and stay overnight, you know, kids, friends of your kids, you know, that display of how your family lives out your faith those kids that come visit will remember that. They'll, yeah. They'll speak out in their minds, and that will even touch them. You'll see as life goes on, and yeah. And what, so, absolutely, I think there's a lot of um, big things that can happen in quiet moments of faithfulness, and just choosing to do what God's laid out as the right way of living and um, passing on truth to the our little ones. You know, and I think. A lot of it feels mundane, and a lot of it feels hard to do, and you're losing your patience a lot of times. (laughs) But it it does seem, though, when they look back, they're going to say, Mom had faith, and I could see her faith on display. And that's really what we're after Uh as moms. Uh Is there anything else about this story that stood out to you or that you hadn't thought about before? Well, I was just reminded about... um... Uh, Ruth's great grandson was David. Yeah. So again, that heritage that that goes down, and um, it, it's interesting just just to watch how families develop and and how that faith line you know just continues. Um, what about you, Erica? What? what, what yeah, I mean, I that's interesting too to think about that because I I mean she might not have been able to meet him. Or I don't know if they lived that long back then. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe she she did meet him, but Ruth probably was older when, when she had anyways. But, um, yeah, I was thinking about the royalty that came from the reunion of Ruth and Boaz and how um, when Ruth was leaving Moab to go with Naomi, there were two women traveling alone. She's going to a foreign land. She would have been a complete outcast. She probably felt like she didn't fit in at all. I'm sure the last thing she pictured for her life was for her to be part of the royal line of Jesus and of King David. I mean, I don't think any of us can imagine what God's plans are for us. And we can't, our brains are too limited, I think, to sometimes the suffering we've experienced or the hurt in this life. And so we can't even think of the great plans that God has ahead for us. But here we see on full display how God took Ruth's story of loss and heartache and grief and really transformed it, you know, and now she's in heaven and she can see the impact of her leaving the land of idols that she left to follow God. And she became part of the line of Jesus. And that's incredible. Right. Right. Yeah. It's quite a story from several different angles, you know, just that whole family level, the mother-in-law, daughter-in-law level, the, you know, just 
just the evangelistic it just really is quite a story yeah um, it's a great example of us to be moms to it that just are loyal I, I think the story of loyalty between these two women is is really powerful because it shows us how good it can be to just stand by someone, uh-huh. you know? And you've been that kind of friend to me. You've been the kind of friend that stood by me through all my health stuff and my anxiety and depression, but you've been a mom first, but a friend now. And I think as I grow older, it's fun having more of that friend relationship. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And I think um, as a mom and as a friend, I think for women, Maybe this comes a little more naturally, but I think that gift of encouragement is so key mm. because I think, you know, a lot of people are going through a lot of different things. I know, Erica, you've gone through all the things you've gone through and just having people around you that have that voice of encouragement. And sometimes it's just one sentence or, you know, sometimes it's just one word or sometimes it's just a text, mm-hmm. but, you know, having you know, the ability to encourage people, even when you don't really feel like encouraging people uh, at times, you know, you don't, but, but again, seeing and realizing that people need that and yeah. that, that very little act, uh, it can actually turn the page for someone and, and help them make that next step to continue on their path to, you know, getting stronger in their own faith. So mm. I think again, with women, the gift of encouragement comes a little easier. So as mothers that sometimes is a little more natural for us, but at the same time, we, we should be purpose purposeful about it because it is very, very important to all the people around you, your children, but you know, also any other adults that you have. That yeah. Need that that gift poured mm-hmm. out to them. Yeah, I, I've seen that in display with you guys. I mean, you've been so encouraging throughout the years, and I think it spills out into my life because I, I find myself encouraging people freely because I was poured into with that kind of encouragement growing up, and I think it, um, it's something that your kids will model if they see it in you and then it just can, it can pour out in their life they're freer to kind of say those words of encouragement without fear of oh am I making a fool of myself by saying this or like you know because they've been modeled to it by their parents freely pouring in encouraging words you know um, and so I appreciate that that you've done that for me and then you turn around and encourage me. So yeah, and that <laughs> it turns around, into that when we get older, yeah, which yeah. is which is awesome. Um, okay, well, I don't want to go too long, but I'm gonna pray for us. But thank you, Mom, so much for coming on today. I really loved having you. Oh, I loved being here anytime, honey. Okay, um, Lord, I just uh, praise you for um, this special day we have every year, Mother's Day, to um, honor all the women that pour into others, Lord, and that they um, are gifted by you with special gifts of encouragement and loyalty and faith. Um, and I pray that um, all the sweet ones listening, as they think about how they're passing down their faith to the next generation, um, that this would be something they do and that they feel empowered to do. And even in the mundane parts of life, um, that they can just uh, feel your grace as they do these things and as they walk in obedience and faith. Um, and I thank you for mom for her being here today and for her presence. I just love her encouragement in my life and I'm just so grateful for her. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you bless the sweet ones listening and give them a very special weekend, however they're celebrating, um, Lord, that they would just feel so seen and loved 
by you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that's it for today, friends. I will talk to you next time.